Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithFroy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithFroy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancolana, and you know what? I don't think I've ever told you who does that intro for me that opens the podcast every week. Well, that voiceover is done by a guy named Michael Neely. Michael Neely has been a longtime friend of mine, and he's actually kind of a podcast training expert. He he trains people on how to do podcasts, how to start a podcast, how to set it up, how to record it, how to publish it, how to market it, right? He's kind of a podcasting expert. And I did a little bit of training with Michael uh, getting this podcast off the ground. He's always been a sounding board for me, helping guide me, answering logistical questions, recording questions, and all kinds of things that happen on the back end of a podcast. He's just been a friend of mine for many, many years and a resource in podcasting. Uh, Now, if you're interested in anything about podcasting and you want to look him up, you can find him at michaelneely.com. Okay? So I just don't think I've ever mentioned that to you. He Every week he's doing an intro and an outro for me, and uh, I've never really thanked him publicly or let anyone know who it is that's, who's that voice, Roy, that introduces you every week? So there you go. Now, today I'm excited to begin a brand new three-part series that I am titling Relationship Basic Training, okay? And every word in that title, I think, explains what I'm going to be doing here. You know, the term basic training is a military term, right? You get the new recruits, people that have want to go into the armed forces, and they go through an eight-week boot camp. They go through an eight-week basic training on how to use weapons and different things about being a soldier. They cover the basics. Everybody has to go through that. Because the fundamentals and the basics are just essential. Well, I'm doing this series to kind of do the same thing. I want to talk about the fundamentals, the basics, the issues that all of us need to understand and become skillful in if we want to attract lasting love. So this whole series is going to try to boil it down to some very easily understandable and digestible and doable things that everyone needs to be sort of up to speed about. Like if you want to attract and create and experience a healthy, sustainable, long-term, intimate relationship, What are the most important fundamentals of that? What are the basics that you just 
you got to have a handle on these issues if you want to make something like that work. Because as you know, if you are you know, into relationship dynamics and if you read relationship self-help books or listen to podcasts or watch videos on YouTube, if, if you're someone who likes to learn about relationship things, then you know that there's a, man, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of things that you are told that you need to pay attention to, that you need to focus on. I mean, it's overwhelming the amount of information that's out there. And everyone's got their things that they think are important and you need to do this and do that. And, you know, there's a lot of information overload is what I'm saying. And I'm probably guilty of that. This is what, podcast number 137? And I don't see any end you know, uh, any end coming. I'm going to do hundreds of podcasts all pertaining to things around attracting a healthy relationship. So that's a lot of info. And what percentage of it is really, really important to get? And what percentage, eh, if you didn't remember this part, it wouldn't kill you, okay? So what I'm doing in this series is I'm basically going to touch on the things, no, this is the stuff you need to pay attention to. Okay. The other stuff, eh, take it or leave it. Maybe it's important, maybe not. But these are the basics. These are the fundamentals. And so we're going to focus on that, you know, in this series. Okay. Now, one of the reasons I'm doing this series is because I've noticed the last seven or eight podcasts, so that's about two months, I've really been focusing on issues that might be more about living life in general. Like I did a whole series called Trigger Warnings. You know, what to do when we're triggered by various things. And so it's not, that wasn't really about attracting lasting love. I mean, if we get triggered, it can affect our ability to create a relationship or continue a relationship because if we don't know how to handle our reactivity, we'll blow up whatever relationships we're in. But it was more general in nature about how to live consciously, how to be more mindful about the issues going on inside of us. And then I did a whole series on crisis points those weren't really about attracting lasting love. They were more general in nature also about how to live an effective life, how to deal with various challenges that seem to come up at certain parts of our lives. And then I had an episode I threw in there from Michael Singer. And then I did a, a ranting episode last week where I just ranted on a bunch of topics. So it's been a, a pretty long time since I really focused on my core message and my core purpose, which is to help educate people in their ability to attract lasting love. And so we're going to do that starting right now. And we're going to do it in a three-part series. And so today, I'm going to talk about the phase that I would call the basics of getting clear. 
Okay? So there's going to be three parts to this. And I'm like I'm saying, part one is kind of a preparation phase. I want to talk about what are the basics, the fundamentals that we need to be focusing on before we maybe even look for a partner or, you know, worry about how we're going to develop that relationship into something special. There are some things that we need to be looking at on the inside of us first. Before we look outside about finding the partner and making the relationship, we need to look in the mirror first. We need to go inward first and make sure our own house is in order. And once we are, quote, in great relationship shape, then we're able to step out and begin to talk about attracting a partner and developing that relationship into something special. So in this week, we're going to talk about the basics of what I call getting clear, getting ready for something real. Next week, we're going to talk about the basics of getting connected. Okay. Now that you're clear, you know who you are, you've dealt with the inside of yourself. Okay. Now, how do I meet someone? Okay. It's all, I'm going to talk about what are the basics, what are the fundamentals of connecting with someone, okay? That's next week. And then the final week, we're going to talk about what are the basics of getting close. Yes, you've met someone. Now, how do you make it something special? What are the fundamentals of creating a healthy, close connection, okay? So we're going to get clear. We're going to get connected. And we're going to get close. And we're going to really be trying to get out, get, get rid of all the riffraff, get rid of all the non-essentials. And I'm going to try to boil it down and say, this is what you should focus on. Forget everything else. Don't get distracted. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't get too much spinning around in your head. These are the things to be thinking about and focusing on in the phases of a relationship from getting ready for it to meeting someone to developing it into something special. Okay? So how's that sound? Does that sound pretty fun? I think so. So with that, let's just jump right in. What are what are the essential basics of getting ready for something real, right? What does it, what does it mean to, when I say the basics of getting clear? Well, the first thing that we need to talk about, and I've mentioned this many times before, but it really is, it really is the whole ball game here. And you're going to see why, because we're going to come back to this, this principle over and over and over again throughout the whole fundamental series here. And that is, you need to decide what game you are going to play in your pursuit of intimacy. Because we all have a game. In other words, we're all operating by certain principles. We're all having a certain mindset. We're all going to do it in a certain way. So when I say, what game are you playing? I know the idea of playing games is a negative thing. 
and it is. But I'm not referring to that. I'm more thinking, how are you going to go about finding your partner? What is going to be your source of wisdom? And kind of what game are you going to play? How, how are you going to go about this whole thing? And you have two choices only, be honest with you. That's why we're getting down to the basics here. You can either go about attracting a life partner and your pursuit of intimacy. You can either do that by following the conventional wisdom, or you can do it by following the conscious wisdom. And those two are about as far apart as anything can be in the world. You have, you have to make a choice and you're going to, you're going to see it play out in this series that all along the way you're having to choose, am I going to do this according to all the conventional wisdom out there about how you find a partner and how you meet someone and how you get connected and the whole deal? Am I going to do it based upon what everybody basically says or Am I going to do it according to a mindful, conscious perspective? And I'm here to tell you that those two, they don't mix. You can't do a little of each. It is completely binary. They are opposite paths. They operate by different principles, different values. They have different techniques. They are completely different games. They really are like say, soccer and basketball. They're both games. Soccer is not better than basketball. Basketball is not better than soccer. They're just different games. And the conventional way of attracting a life partner is not better or worse than the conscious way. They're not. They're both viable, perfectly acceptable ways of trying to find your partner. Now, I personally don't think the conventional way works very well. But it doesn't mean it's not doable. It doesn't mean it's not an acceptable way of living your life. And doesn't mean it's not a perfectly acceptable way of trying to find a partner. I just don't think it works as well. But the conventional way and the conscious way, it's not like one is right and the other is wrong. One is good and the other is evil. No, not at all. They're just different. But they don't mix well. You can't do them together, just like soccer and basketball. Soccer, you play with your feet. You can't use your hands. (laughs) Basketball, you play with your hands. You can't use your feet, meaning you can't kick the basketball. You shoot it with your hands, you pass it with your hands, you dribble it with your hands. Well, in soccer, you can't touch the ball with your hand. You shoot it with your feet, you pass it with your feet, you dribble it with your feet. You follow me? So you can't play both games at the same time. You have to decide which game do you want to play. And that is exactly the case in your love life. This is the most important, fundamental, and basic, is you have to decide when you're going to the ball field on Saturday morning with your friends or by yourself and you want to play a sport, 
you have to decide what game you want to play. Do I want to play soccer or basketball? Because I can't play both at the same time. It doesn't work that way. And you have to decide before we get into anything on your way to pursuing an intimate relationship. Am I going to do this by the conventional wisdom or by the conscious, mindful approach? That's the decision. Now, for some of you, you might not know, well, what's the difference, Roy? Can you give me some examples? Yes and no. No, in the sense, I'm not going to give you examples right now. Yes, in the sense that throughout this podcast, I'm going to point you to the differences. Because I am standing for the conscious approach. I don't think the conscious way of attracting a life partner is better than the, than the conventional way. I just think it works better. So it's not a value judgment. It's not a moral statement. It's not a right, wrong thing. I just think the conscious approach gets better results. It, it gives you a much more likely opportunity to create something healthy and sustainable. Okay? And so everything I'm going to present to you is going to be from the conscious, mindful perspective. And along the way, I'm going to point out to you what the conventional wisdom would be in regards to this. And I'm going to show you the differences. And I'm going to say, now, which one are you going to do? And you have to decide. So in a sense, you can decide right now, I've, I've been doing all the conventional stuff my whole life, and here I am listening to this stupid podcast, <laughs> meaning the conventional stuff hasn't worked. I'm, I'm single. I'm not in a great relationship. So maybe the whole way that I've been going about it doesn't work, and so I'm really ready for a different approach. I've been, I've been playing soccer my whole life. It's no fun. I'm not happy. It's not working. So I'm ready to switch games. Great. That's awesome. But what's going to happen is you're going to start to see what the conscious game is actually like and what it's asking of you. And you might change your mind. You might say, oh my God, if that's what it means to pursue intimacy from a conscious, mindful perspective, I don't know if I want to do that. And that's perfectly okay. But one of the things that you are going to learn by the end of this series is what the difference is. So I won't spell it out now, but as I go through all the basics, I'm going to give you the counterfactual. I'm going to give you the conventional perspective on some of the basics. And then you're going to say, oh, okay, now I really see how the conscious perspective is different than every other conventional relationship wisdom source that's out there in the world. Now I see the difference. And then with that, you're going to be able to really decide moment to moment, which game am I playing? Because that decision is something you are going to have to make over and over and over again. The decision to get out of conventional wisdom and what everybody else has taught you and what you heard in music and movies and television and self-help books and 
podcasts and videos and blogs and all that stuff, 99 and 90, 98% of all the the wisdom out there on relationships is coming from a conscious uh, from the conventional perspective. Almost every single bit of it is the conventional common wisdom. And I just don't think it works. But there is a sliver. There's a very small percentage of information out there in the world that is coming from a conscious perspective and it disagrees with almost everything a conventional perspective brings. And you're going to see it. And you're going to have to decide, do I want to go with the masses and the way everybody else is doing it? Or do I want to go in a new direction? And the reason why you might decide to go in a new direction is because the old direction just isn't working. It's not because it's better. It's just because it just doesn't work. All right. So now we've laid this major foundational piece about deciding if you're going to be kind of a conventional wisdom person or a conscious wisdom person and knowing that the two don't mix, you can't do a little bit of each. You got to go all in on one or the other. All right. Okay. Take a breath because <laughs> I gave you really a lot right there. That That is unbelievably the most important part of the whole process. Now, with that, there are th- three things. If you want to get ready for something real, if you want to have your heart be ready to connect with someone in the healthiest, most sustainable way possible, I could probably list 30 or 40 issues that you could pay attention to. Okay? I could take this preparation phase, this, the, the getting clear, you know, getting ready for something real. I could probably make it so damn complicated and so overwhelming your head would spin. It's like, oh my God, look at all the things I got to do just to get ready for something real. This is impossible. This is going to take more work than I could ever imagine. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I could do that. But other than maybe about three things, all that stuff really probably isn't that necessary. But what is necessary? What, what are some things you just cannot avoid? What are three things, three issues that you, if you don't address these, you have no chance at creating a relationship that's going to be healthy and sustainable? And I'm saying that, and I'm not exaggerating. These three things, if you don't give them a lot of space and a lot of thought, and maybe even, it might even require some coaching to deal with these things. But if you don't deal with these three things, you have no chance at having a relationship work out and be fulfilling in any way, shape, or form. Zero. Do I have your attention? Okay. Now, I've been doing this relationship stuff for almost 20 years. I have been working with people on spiritual, emotional, relational dynamics for over 30 years. So when I say that in all that 
training that I've had and all the years of experience and my own personal journey and all my work with my clients, when I look at you and say, there are three things that if you don't deal with these things, you're fucked. I think you ought to listen. I think you ought to be all ears. Okay. So the first thing, the first basics of getting clear, getting ready for something real is you've got to be complete with former lovers. You have got to finish your previous relationships. You cannot still be involved with someone else and think that you can create a meaningful, lasting relationship with someone else. Let me say that again. You cannot still be involved with someone else and think that you can create a relationship with someone new. Now, what does it mean to still be involved? Well, it might not mean what you think. I don't mean you're still dating them. You're still seeing them. Obviously, if you're still married, if you're still in a relationship with someone, if you try to start a new relationship while you're still married and still living with this person and still in a relationship with them, <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> okay? So obviously I mean that, but I'm talking about emotionally involved with them. See, you can have been, you could be single for 10 years. You could have never had a date in the last 10 years and still be involved with someone else. Meaning perhaps someone you loved died, passed away of cancer, of an accident or something like that. And you are still emotionally attached to them. You still miss them. You're still longing for them. You have perhaps an altar in your house devoted to them, right? They're gone. You haven't had a date in 10 years. You're still involved with your ex. Or you could have broken up with someone and you don't see them anymore. You haven't talked to them in year, to years, but you're still in love with them. You still miss them. You still have feelings for them. You are not available for someone else because you're still involved. But you could also have divorced someone, broken up with someone, not been with someone, again, for months, for years. And you don't love them. In fact, you hate them. You still have a ton of negative energy about your ex. You still resent them. You still have bitterness. You still are angry, you still feel hurt, you still feel betrayed. Yes, you're not in an actual physical relationship with them. And yes, you are certainly not still in love with them. But you're still involved. Because you can be involved with positive feelings or negative feelings. Either way, you're still hung up on your ex. 
So you have to make space in your heart for someone new, which means all the other partners need to be cleaned out of your heart. Your, your heart space needs to be empty. You need to have emotional availability. That's largely what that phrase means. You have to have space in your heart for someone new. This is a basic. So I often say, if you still want to kiss or kill a former lover, you are not in a place where you can create anything meaningful with anyone else. You are not done with your past. You are still involved with a former lover. And again, just to repeat myself, I'm not saying you're still seeing them. I'm not saying you're still dating them. You're still talking to them or texting them. You might have zero involvement with them. You might not have seen their face for, for years. It might be years since you've even spoken to them or texted them or emailed them. That doesn't mean that you're not over them. Or that, that doesn't mean you are over them. It doesn't mean you don't still miss them and long for them. It doesn't mean you still don't harbor bitterness and blame and resentment and anger. I think I've said this before. How many of us have been on a date, a first date with someone, and you can tell, oh my God, they are still hung up on their ex. Oh, they're, they're talking about them kind of in admiring, loving ways that makes me feel like, Ugh. or they're talking about them and with such bitterness and hatred. It's like, Ugh, you're not, man, you're not done with all that. You, you still got, you still want to kiss them or you still want to kill them. And so the first thing that's, that's a basic, a non-negotiable, it's a fundamental is you have to be complete with former relationships. You have to be at a place where you're basically indifferent about your exes, where there isn't an ounce of blame in you, where there isn't an ounce of longing for them in you. Sure, you will remember what happened. Oh, they cheated on you or they betrayed you. Yeah, you remember it, but whatever. And that's, that's what happened. See, it's no longer something that's happening. It's just something that happened. And I'm over it. I don't think about it. I don't obsess about it. I don't talk about it with all my friends. I don't talk about what my ex did. Oh, can you believe my ex? They did this. They did this. When'd you break up? Five years ago. Why are you still talking about it? I'm over it. No, you're not. Not if you're still talking about it. So this is, this is unbelievably important. And I think you know. I think you know it. I think you know it when you see it in other people. Right? You meet somebody in the dating scene and you are scared away by someone who you're, 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 the spouse, the love of your life just died three months ago. <laughs> no, no, no. Too soon. Right? Because you know that they might not have the heart space for someone new. It's not that they're wrong or they're bad. They're just not ready. 
Or you meet someone and you say, you know, tell me a little bit about uh, what, what you're married, you're divorced, what's going on? Oh, and they just spend five minutes ripping the shit out of their ex about what they did to him and how they cheated on them and how they betrayed them and they've left them financially destitute and they're this and they're that. And you're like, a little too much, uh, you know, thanks for sharing, but uh, I don't want to get involved in that mess. Well, what what do you mean? I I haven't spoken to them in five years. No, I don't care. They're still living inside of you. They're living in that heart of yours. And when someone's still in someone's heart, positively or negatively, there's no room for you. And we all know it in other people. The issue is, can you look in the mirror and answer that question about yourself? Does your heart have the complete space for someone new? Or are you going to meet someone and compare them to your ex? Well, they're not as this. They're not as that. Are you going to be evaluating them based upon your your former relationships? Well, this person's not as good looking or not as rich or not as funny or not as this, right? See, your exes, is, they're still in you. It's, it's the standard by which you're judging people or you're looking for someone who is not like your ex, who, who doesn't have those qualities. And as soon as they say something or do something that reminds you a little bit about your ex, oh my God, no, we're done. Completely not fair to judge a current person by your former relationship. But we do it because it's evidence that we haven't let go of them, that they're still living in us psychically, emotionally. And so again, I think most of us see the importance of this, especially when it's in other people, but we might not really see the importance of us in in us for one single reason. I don't know how to get them out. I don't know how to let go of wanting to kiss them or kill them. So we make light of it. We say, oh, no, I'm, I'm over it. I haven't spoken to them. You know, secretly, yeah, I, I do masturbate thinking about them. Yeah, I secretly kind of wish we had never broken up and I kind of feel like I blew it and that was my one chance and now they're gone and, right, or you're filled with blame, what they did to you, right, and but we feel like I just got to dismiss that and not really take that seriously because I don't know how to get rid of it. So I just discount it and I move on and I try to find a new relationship when there's already somebody in, in I'm in relationship with them in my heart. Now I sympathize with people that don't know how to let go, how to really become complete with their former relationships. I'm an expert at helping people get complete. I really am. So a couple things I'm really good at, I'm going to talk about them throughout this series. 
But as a coach, I'm really good at helping people get complete. So you reach a place of basic kind, kind of a, kind of a, a kindly indifference. It's like, I just, I'm just kind of indifferent about my exes, but from a kind place, it's like, I'm not indifferent. Like you're an asshole who cares about you. No, I'm just kind of like in a, a healthy, yeah, we were together and we're not, and it's okay. And, uh, I, I hope they're doing all right. I don't, I don't really care that much. And it's not that I don't care from a, I don't give a fuck about them. It's just, no, I just, I'm just not concerned about them. I am, I'm, I'm just not there anymore. They're not in me anymore. I'm just basically indifferent. I'm empty. They're, they're not here. Okay. I'm really good at helping you get there. And if you're not there, you, you need to immediately address this issue. Now, does that mean you should break up with someone? If you're finding, you know what, I might not be complete, but I am seeing someone? No, of course not. You don't have to break up with them, but you do need to call me. You do need to get on this. And there are some things you need to do if you're in a relationship with someone else and you're finding that you are not really available to them to, to the extent that you should be, that you're recognizing this could be hampering our ability to develop this relationship and for it to become deeper and more meaningful because in, I'm in a weird menage a trois here. I'm still in relationship with someone else, even though I'm in a relationship with you. Okay. So you need to take a pause and you need to contact me and we need to get on this right away. Otherwise you will ruin the relationship you are in one way or the other. It's going to fall apart, but it doesn't mean you have to break up. And it doesn't mean it's too late. And it doesn't mean any of that. So are you complete with your former relationships? And if there's a glitch in you that says, well, you know, I'm not sure, then you're not. And you need to get on the phone right away and contact me. And we need to do that work because nothing's going to happen in your love life of any positive, in any, in any way positively unless you are complete with your former lovers. That's the first one. The second one, sort of associated with the first one, but not really. The first one is, am I complete? The second one, is my heart open? Do I have a real openness? A real availability? Not Maybe because I'm still in love with or in hate with a former lover. But because I have so much pain from my past that it makes it difficult for me to be open to the present. In other words, have you let go of the pain from your past? Or has that pain made your heart be a little guarded? Has it made you be a little cynical or skeptical or hesitant? In other words, do you have trust issues? 
Now, some of these trust issues and this guardedness and this suspicion and this pain can come from a former lover. But it's wider than that in this second point. I'm talking about pain from your childhood. I'm talking about pain from early adolescence, college years. I'm talking about relationships that have come and gone, that have grown and fallen apart. I'm talking about all the wounds and the scars that you have from your past that can make it difficult for you to be close to someone or to let someone get close to you. Okay? So yes, it can be from a former lover, but it can be from an abusive father, an alcoholic mother, parents that were workaholics. It can be from experiences where you felt shamed, ridiculed, made fun of when you were in sixth or seventh grade. See, all of what psychology basically is, is helping us learn that what happens to us in our early years really does mess with our minds. (laughs) That what happens in our childhoods and our early adult years really does fuck us up. It, It leaves a mark. It leaves an impression. It can create a lot of blockages and a lot of barriers and a lot of resistances and a lot of fears to intimacy and closeness. When you were young and you were open and you were trusting and you got let down or betrayed or somehow hurt, you're going to grow up with a sense of, I need to protect myself. That love can be painful. That openness can be risky. That if I make myself vulnerable, I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to get made fun of. I'm going to get cheated on. I'm going to get somehow injured. Do you follow me? So what happens for so many of us is that We have a past that is not in the past. That past is still alive in us. And it causes us to have trust issues. It causes us to put a wall around our hearts, to guard ourselves from further pain. It's the most obvious and natural thing in the world that It's a little bit like, what is a callus on your body, on your fingers, on your hands? You develop calluses. Why? Because your your hands have been abused, right? They've been used and the skin's being hurt. It's being rubbed. It's being damaged. And so the body says, I'm going to make a little shell of protection here. So I'm going to put more skin cells and more, I don't know, whatever it is. I don't know the science of it. But I'm going to create a callus to cover over these soft spots to protect me from pain. Well, this happens to us emotionally. We get rubbed the wrong way. We get 
irritated. We get injured and our, our psychological minds are going to put a callus around our heart. It's going to block the pain. It's going to reduce the friction. It's going to protect us. And then you have a heart that's protected, meaning you will be safe, but you also will be single because nobody can get through that wall, that callus that's been built up around your heart. That callus that you you that we, we can't blame you for building around your heart. You've been hurt. You've been betrayed. And you don't want to feel that again. So you've, inside yourself, psychologically, on some level, you have said, never again. I won't take that risk. And it shows up by being suspicious, by being guarded, by checking people's phones, by doing background checks, by by making a relationship progress at a much slower level than it probably should, right? It's because you're scared, right? So the first one's being complete. The second one is sort of clearing out your fear, right? So the basics of being clear, you gotta, you're clearing yourself out. You're being complete with former lovers. And now you're clearing out fear, Fear of rejection, fear of betrayal, fear of being hurt, fear of being taken advantage of. Because if you got that wall around your heart, nobody can get in. Yeah, nobody can get in to hurt you, but nobody can get in to love you. So I often make this joke, you know, that, you know, relationships are often what would it be? Not a menage a trois, a quadruple a trois or something. <laughs> a menage a quad. I guess that's how you would say it. Um, it it's, it's like when I meet you, it's not just me meeting you. It's me and my past meeting you and your past. And the four of us are in this relationship together. Right? I'm having to break through your walls and your barriers of protection and, and your guardedness and your suspicion and your trust issues. And you're having to break through mine because I've been hurt and I've been betrayed and I've been ghosted and I've been this or that. And I have my ideas about women, about relationships and about this and about that. And you have your feelings about men and relationships and dating. In other words, you have your baggage and I have my baggage and we're carrying our baggage together on the date. So wouldn't it be hilarious to go on a date and both of you bring a giant suitcase with you and then you just open it up together. Hey, let me tell you about my baggage. Oh, good. I'll tell you about my baggage. Maybe we can let all this shit go. And figure out how to relate to each other instead of relating to each other through our past, which is what everybody does. And this is why this one is so damn important. That if you have not let go of the pain from your past, then it's between you and this other person. You're relating to them through it. You're seeing them through it. You're evaluating them 
by it and because of it. You're judging them from it. It is right between the two of you. It's like wearing a pair of sunglasses that are tinted pink. Everything looks pink. You're seeing the world through your sunglasses and it distorts everything. Now, if you know you're wearing sunglasses, you're fine. Oh, I know people aren't pink. It's just my sunglasses. But we don't know we have all this baggage. And so we think we're right about people. Yes, men are narcissists. Oh, yeah, women, you know, all they want is the the 666, right? These women, they just want men who are six feet tall, make six-figure incomes, and have a penis at least six inches long, okay? That's actually a thing, by the way, if you haven't heard that, okay? So... This is what happens. We have our baggage and we're bringing it with us. And and it's between us and another person. So do you see why this is one of the basics that you can never create a healthy, sustainable relationship if you haven't learned how to let go of all the pain from your past, starting with your mother and your father. You have conditioning from your childhood. You do. And it's fucking with you in your life right now. Trust me, you got an abandonment wound? Very common. You have an anxious attachment style? Where do you think that came from? Because you didn't attach properly to your parents. And now you're going to look for a partner to attach to in a way that will heal all of that. Oh, good luck. You have an avoidant attachment style? Where'd that come from? Parents that were smothering, parents that were too much in your business, parents that didn't let you, you know, have your autonomy and your freedom of expression and go your own way. And now you're out there and you got to find a partner that's not going to, not going to trap me, not going to smother me, not going to try to control me. And you might not even let anyone get close to you because you think a relationship means I get smothered. So I don't care if it's an abandonment wound, an anxious style, an avoidance style, or any other kind of childhood trauma. If we don't deal with that stuff, it's going to come between you and a healthy relationship. It will be impossible. So you first need to be complete with former lovers. Then you need to clear away the fear that you have built up about relationships. And again, this is just like being complete. I think people really understand this. They understand, yeah, oh my God, an abandonment wound, the anxious attachment style, the avoiding things, it's, it's all come from our childhoods. I get it. But we dismiss it because we don't know what to do with it. Well, I, I don't even know how to let go of all this pain. And, and I don't know how to let go of my abandonment wounds and my anxious attachment style. Uh, So I guess I just better go forward and make the best of it and have another shitty relationship with someone. No. Yeah, you don't know how to get rid of it, but I do. (laughs) That's what a good coach can really help you with. That's what makes a good coach is they know how to deal with these kinds of things. Not that they know where to tell you to go on a Saturday night to meet someone. For God's sakes, what good would that do if you're bringing your past with you? If you're still hung up on a former lover, what good would it do you if I told you exactly where to go on Saturday to meet somebody special? 
what good would it do you if you're bringing all that crap with you? Don't you think we should get clear of that stuff? And then maybe we can talk about how to get connected. That's why this conversation is before next week. Next week is about the basis of getting connected. Well, that's useless if you're not first clear of your former relationships and clear of all the fears and baggages that you have developed throughout the course of your life. And I can help you with this. If you know you've got some past pain, if you know, oh, I've got that anxious attachment style, or I've got more of that avoidant one, you need to hire me. You really do. Because that stuff is going to keep you from something healthy and sustainable. Now, thirdly, and it's last, but it's not least, you need some awareness. First, you need to be complete with your former relationships. Then you need to have an open heart, and an open heart is one that doesn't have fear and past pain. And then you need awareness. Awareness of what? Awareness of why you are single. You need to know what is the real reason my relationships haven't worked out. What is the real reason I'm single? Spoiler alert, it's not because you haven't met the right person yet. It's because you are sabotaging yourself, either by being incomplete with former lovers or by harboring all kinds of fear and pain in your heart or by something else, some belief that you have, some blind spot about yourself, some other kind of self-sabotaging behavior. You have to figure out why my love life is not where I want it to be. If you figure out what's been keeping you from a healthy relationship, then you can address that and be in a healthy relationship. But if you never find out really why your love life sucks or is not the way you want it to be, then you're going to live in Groundhog Day. You're going to take that unconscious commitment to self-sabotage and just bring it with you. And you're going to sabotage the next relationship or attract another person that wouldn't be healthy for you. Attract another dynamic that is just like the last one. You're going to be in Relationship Groundhog Day where you keep attracting the same types of people. You get in the same patterns that produce the same problems and the same pain over and over and over again until you wake up, until you become aware of, oh my God, I'm doing this or I'm not doing that or I've got this hang up or this childhood wound or this personality blind spot, or this relationship sabotaging behavior. Oh my God, I have been shooting myself in the foot. Okay? And you have been. Your love life is not where it could be, not because you haven't found the right person, but because you have been shooting yourself in the foot. You are unaware of something in you that's attracting the bad boys 
or the drama queens. You are unaware of how your Enneagram type, your personality type, is sabotaging your ability to be close or how it's pushing other people away. You are unaware of what's called your relationship persona. We all develop a kind of a false way of being in the world from our childhoods. We all grow up in an environment where we want to be loved and seen and appreciated and feel safe. And nobody grows up in a perfect household. So we figure out who do I need to be in my household, in my childhood environment? Who do I need to be to feel safe, to get love, to feel appreciated, to not be judged, to not be rejected? What little, what kind of little boy or what kind of little girl do I need to be to survive and succeed in my early childhood atmosphere? That is the development of a false self, an inauthentic self. It's a survival self, but it's not the real you. You were afraid the real you would get rejected, would not be appreciated, would not be safe, would not be seen. Very often we grow up in homes where our parents want us to be certain boys and girls that we aren't. And we figure out that if I'm more this way, daddy's more loving to me. If I'm more of this way, mommy's more emotionally available to me. And we develop this way of being. I call it a relationship persona. This fear-driven false self. And we lose track of our authentic selves. We bury it and we cover it with this little boy or little girl that we think we need to be and we probably did need to be in our childhoods to feel safe and to survive and to succeed and get our needs met. But then we grow up and we don't know really that we've done this. And now we're 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60 and we are not being our, th- our, thought to, our authentic selves. We're still in this persona. Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Good Girl, the peacemaker, the achiever, right? The smart one, the kind one, the empathetic one, the helpful one, the nurturing one. You need to know who you falsely became early in life to get love because you're still being that way and it's not working anymore. See, it worked when you were five or six years old to survive your childhood. But now when you're 46 or 56, it's not going to work anymore. You don't have to be that nurturer to get someone to love you. You don't have to be the caregiver. You don't have to be the helper. You don't have to keep the peace. You don't have to be the most successful one in the, in the room to get someone to notice you and to love you. See, you don't have to play these games anymore. So part of what you need to do is clear away all this false junk that's been keeping you single. So it's about awareness. I need to become aware of how I'm sabotaging myself shooting myself in the foot because these are the real reasons we're single. It's not because all the good ones are taken or gay. It's not because you work too many hours. 
It's not because you're not a runway model. It's not because you don't make six figures as a guy. It's not because you're not six feet tall. It's because you got this other shit that you're not aware of that is pushing people away, that is sabotaging you from connecting. So these are the three things, the basics of what every single person, this is the work that you need to do if you want to create a healthy, sustainable, intimate relationship. You got to get clear. And what do I mean by that? You got to be clear of your former lovers. You got to clear them out of the heart. You got to clear up your past pain and all the fear and all the, the baggage from your past. And you you got to clear out all this false stuff in your life, these self-sabotaging behaviors. So you need to be complete, open, and aware. That's the basics. You must be complete, open, and aware if you are going to give yourself any chance at creating a healthy, sustainable relationship. And I want to let you know, this is what I do as a coach. This is the conscious approach. You see, the conventional approach is not going to be telling you this stuff. You just need to find a partner who, you know, is the right one, who can make up for all those wounds or someone who can will put up with this or that. See, the conventional wisdom is not to go deep and do your inner work. It's just to make cosmetic changes to your body or your finances. It's just about going to the right places to meet people. It's about learning what to say and how to play the game and how to be mysterious or how to create attraction. Okay, That's what the conventional wisdom tells you on, on, on pursuing intimacy. It doesn't tell you to do your work, to clean up the crap that you've accumulated in your heart. It doesn't tell you to wake up to your self-sabotaging behaviors. And the reason it doesn't is because this is hard. Well, I shouldn't say it's hard. It's just the ego doesn't like it because you got to face your own stuff. It's not hard, really. It's not hard to let go and be complete with former lovers. It's not hard to let go of the pain from the past. And it's not hard to be self-aware and find out how you're sabotaging yourself. We can do it in a couple sessions. It's not hard at all. It's just, it's hard on the ego because the ego loves to make it be about everybody else. The ego does not like the spotlight being turned on itself. No, it's you. You're the reason your love life isn't going anywhere. No, the ego doesn't like that. (laughs) Not yours, not mine. So I stand here ready to do a little basic training with you. I want to know if you want to enter the armed forces of relationships and go through a little boot camp with Coach Roy and get some training, get some basic training so that you can be ready for something healthy and sustainable. And if you're ready to do that, you can reach out to me, Roy at coachingwithroy.com. You can call me at 407 687 3387 and we can talk about a boot camp training program for you 
to cover these issues and much more. And so, until next week, when we jump into the conversation about the basics of getting connected, I hope to hear from you soon. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.